I'm your host, Bonnie Wiscom, and this is Burning Brightly, a podcast for moms of faith who are feeling called to share their light with the world, but wonder if they're prepared for the task. As a life coach, entrepreneur, and mom to a large family, I'm honored to be your guide as you face this exciting new phase and begin making your mark. This is where we help each other find the courage to shine. Welcome back, my friends. Can't wait for episode number two of Burning Brightly. Today, we're going to talk about making some space in our life for this new chapter of putting ourselves out there, right? Now, one of the reasons you might be here listening to this podcast is because you've noticed some space opening up in your life. Maybe you don't have as many kids at home. Maybe your kids just don't need you as much. It could even just be emotional space, right? Maybe life is a little bit simpler now than it was before. Or maybe it's more complicated, but your brain is operating a little bit better than it was during those hazy years of early motherhood. You could have some mental space opening up, maybe, like I said, physical space if kids are moving out, a space in your calendar. Just these new phases of motherhood tend to cause some introspection, right? We start to think about what this next phase of life is going to hold and what we want to put into the world, especially when we're just not quite so busy anymore. If that's not you, you might be feeling the call to burn a little bit brighter, but you're wondering how in the world you're going to fit anything else into your day. I so understand and relate to this one. I have 10 kids still at home. My life is very full, and yet I need this. I need the things in my life that I use for my own personal growth and development to become the best wife and mother that I can possibly be. But I do need to be very, very conscious of how to create more space in my life for these things. For me, it's my businesses. So regardless of which of these you most identify with, there's a reason that this episode is number two. It's very important and you're going to want to pay attention today as I teach you how to create the space necessary to open yourself up for this calling that you're feeling. Okay, so did you notice how I said that? I didn't say find the time. I said create the time. This is a really important distinction. Our time, space, and energy, I've noticed, tend to abhor vacuums. And when there is any open space, time, or energy, our life just kind of expands to fill that space available, which means that the vast majority of us are not sitting around thinking, gosh, I just have so much extra time I need to fill. It just doesn't happen. Whatever we have in our life just expands to fill that time that we have available to us. You've probably also noticed that this is why busy women tend to get so much done. It's not because they've just dug through their couch cushions and found some time waiting there like the loose change. It's because they have created the time necessary and they have shrunk the tasks that are less important to them so that they can have time for the things that matter most. The first step to this is to determine where this new calling or business is going to fit into your list of priorities because I know you already have that. I know you already have a list of things that are really important to you. Probably things like your family, home management, maybe church obligations, and those are going to always need some of your time. But you need to determine where your business is going to fall on your list of to-dos so that it doesn't get shuffled all the way to the bottom of the list. I like to talk about my three main priorities as a three-legged stool because I think that's just a really important visual and it helps us realize that this is how we're going to balance our life to the best of our ability. The legs of my stool represent God or my faith, my family, and my business. So for me, this balance means two things. It means, number one, that my personal growth projects, for me, my businesses, get the airtime that they deserve, right? That I'm actually putting the time into them that I want to. But it also ensures that I don't become this cranky workaholic that never spends time with her family or never develops her faith because 
she just loves business so much, right? So just this constant checking of all of these priorities to make sure that they're as balanced as possible. Now, I personally highly recommend these three priorities. They have served me well my entire adult life. Years might look a little bit different and that's totally okay, but just make sure that stepping into this new phase is one of them. This will likely be a big transition for some of you. Too many of us spend years and years and years making our family our number one priority, our faith also a top priority, and then just kind of picking up the pieces of whatever scraps of time are left for ourselves. When we prioritize our own personal development as important as our family and our faith, sometimes it requires some adjusting, but I promise that in the long run, it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful thing. So you might want to start small. You might want to just start by adding in some of these personal development and growth activities as you see possible. Like just once a week, you're going to start doing something for yourself. Once um, every other week, you're going to start taking a class or, or developing some talent in one way or another. But start slow, but acknowledge that this is going to need to be one of your main pillars. Okay, now I want to stop and just talk about business for one second. We're still early on in this podcast and I want to get something really clear. I know that the word business can sound scary, especially if you've been a stay-at-home mom your entire adult life or most of it, right? But there are many, many ways to build a business. I have chosen for my personal growth and mission phase of my life to look like building multiple businesses. Business does not have to be overwhelming and scary. There are many, many ways to build one, okay? So for example, many of us hear of people going to get an advanced degree, an MBA, right? Some sort of business degree. It can mean making this detailed business plan and then getting partners and then getting investors and launching this big, huge thing. It does not have to look anything like that. I think very often when I talk to women about business, they get really scared because they just think, I am not prepared for that. I don't have all this capital to invest. I don't have all this time to invest. Business can also look like a roadside lemonade stand. That is a business, okay? All a business is, is exchanging knowledge or products for value in the form of money. It can also mean making your favorite homemade jewelry and selling it on Etsy. It can be very, very, very simple. And I highly recommend you start a business very simply if that's what you want to do. But on this podcast, I just want to warn you, I'm going to talk predominantly about business as a way of putting yourself out into the world and answering this call that you're feeling. It's for a couple of reasons. And another episode, we'll talk about that and, and that it doesn't necessarily mean you need to charge for your talents and expertise. Nonprofits are an amazing way to answer this call as well. But I just want you to not get scared off when I talk business. That's just the best word I have to use to talk about sharing our talents and expertise with the world in exchange for some money. You get to share your light and God's light with the world and help support yourself in the process. It's amazing. But there's my little caveat for not getting freaked out about the business word, okay? <laughs> At the beginning of this episode, I mentioned that there are different kinds of, of space we might have to make or create. Uh, one could be space within your energy, space in your time, uh, space in your priorities, space in your emotional or mental health. But right now I wanna talk predominantly about time because that's what I feel like a lot of moms have some scarcity around is, oh, there's just never enough time. I'm so busy. Side note, I highly recommend you eliminate the word busy out of your vocabulary because it has a lot of negative connotations. For me, it has these, this connotation of just hustling everywhere, running around like a crazy person and not consciously choosing where and how I want to spend my time. So I prefer to say that my life is full because it is, but it is full of things that I have consciously chosen. I do not spend more than a few minutes 
here and there doing things that I really dislike or do not think that there's a, a large purpose for. Looking at how we spend our time is gonna be really, really valuable as we are going to open our lives up to something more, okay? So there's three main types of time that we're going to have to create for ourselves. You're gonna to wanna to carve out time for education, growing yourself mentally, time for work, for actually creating something of value, and time for quiet. And I'll just briefly explain each one of these because I think they're each so, so, so important. So first off, the time for education and for work are both pretty self-explanatory, right? You're going to need to learn about this new sphere of influence. So let's take the example of jewelry making. You might need to carve out some education time to take a class once a week to learn about creating jewelry with polymer clay or how to best fasten chains that won't fall apart. Any number of things. It could be to develop your business savvy, right? Let's say you're making your jewelry and you really want to sell it somewhere online. You want to learn about building a website or about uh, the best way to fulfill these products, the best packaging to use. It's just filling your mind with concepts that are going to be necessary to take you along this path of, of self-growth. The time for work, obviously, back to this example, is to create the jewelry, to go create the value. Now, if at the beginning you don't have a lot of skill in this, that's okay. It can simply be time to collect supplies. It can be time to mess around a little bit. Maybe it's something artistic and you just need some practice sketching, or maybe it's putting some knowledge out into the world and you just need to start doing that for free, creating some blog posts or um, sharing your knowledge with friends and getting feedback. So it's, it's going to be the actual creation of what you have of value. But for me personally, I think the time for quiet is going to be the most revolutionary. So quiet and rest are when our physical bodies take what they need to repair and rejuvenate ourselves, right? Isn't it a miracle that we have to sleep for like eight hours a night in order to be able to function normally? I think it's one of the greatest mercies that God has given us is the opportunity to sleep almost as long as we are awake in order to repair our bodies and rest. So our minds need to do this as well. And when our minds rest, it's actually when connections are made. How many times have you laid down at night and all of a sudden had all these ideas start popping up because your brain all of a sudden has all of the chaos of the day die down and those neural pathways can just start zinging off and firing and making all these connections. So I very often keep a notebook by my bed because it's that rest time when I come up with some really great ideas. But besides just the day-to-day -day rest, I found that I actually have to carve out purposeful rest and quiet time for myself to do some big picture thinking of this aspect of my life, this putting myself out into the world. I've noticed that I make some amazing goals and dream up some brilliant dreams when I am on plane rides. After reading a book for a half an hour or an hour, I get a little bit bored and I just start to think. And it has this combination of really great factors, right? You're stuck in one place, you can't move. It's re relatively quiet with some white noise and then you have time, plus no guilt to be doing anything else, right? When I when I try to carve out time to be quiet here at home, I just think, oh, I should be putting laundry in the washer. Oh, I should be cleaning the baseboards, whatever. A million things are running through my mind. On a plane, none of that is an option, just sitting there and thinking. So if you can, I mean, you're totally invited to hop on a plane every month to get your quiet rest and relaxation and just allow your brain to process things. But it's probably more likely that you're going to need to carve that out into your regular, your lifestyle. So that could look like going to the library for an afternoon. Maybe you could make a deal with your husband where every third Saturday you go to the library and you just brainstorm and you come up with goals and dreams and ideas. Or maybe he, 
your husband takes the kids to the park for an afternoon or out to eat and you're able to have some quiet time at home. I do recommend though that you go to a place where there's nothing else to do, which is why I recommend the library or maybe a, a friend's empty house or even just going to the park yourself because if there's anything else that can be done, it's so much easier to go check something off your list than it is to do this big picture thinking, okay? Super, super important. Okay, so at this point, I want to challenge you. This is this week's challenge, okay? I don't know if I'm gonna do this every week, but I kinda like giving you a challenge every now and again. And that is to carve some time out in your schedule for this next phase of your life. So if you're new to this, like I said before, it might be a little bit of a challenge, a, a learning curve, to be able to carve out time for all three of those things every single week, the, the education, the work, and the quiet time where you can reflect and do some big picture thinking. But if that's the case, just pick one. Pick one this week and do a different one next week and then a different one the week after that. And then slowly learn to incorporate all three each week, okay? It can be really helpful if you schedule these using something that's outside of your control like registering for a class. You register for a class, you know you're probably gonna show up there at 5 p.m. every Thursday because it's on your calendar, you've paid money for it, whatever. But even if you can't do that, put it on your calendar and honor it. Honor this new brilliant creature that you're creating. Imagine yourself in a chrysalis and you are just becoming this new phase of amazing mother and woman to put your talents and skills out into the world and it's gonna take some time and some growing pains, but honor that and respect that time that you've carved out for yourself. Finally, another thing to watch out for is opportunities for growth, okay? So as soon as you start putting yourself out there a little bit, you're going to start seeing ways in which you can stretch and grow yourself. This might look like more opportunities to learn, maybe a conference you could go to, maybe a mentor or a coach you could hire, maybe a networking event you could attend any number of things, they're gonna start popping up on your radar as soon as you put yourself into this position of growing. Be aware that they're going to probably feel one, if not all of these three emotions when you start thinking about these. They're going to feel uncomfortable, they're going to feel a little bit scary, maybe very scary, and they're going to feel unfamiliar. But this is totally normal. Think about the first time you did anything physically that you had never done that was a little bit scary. Like, have you ever gone downhill skiing? or done rollerblading, or ridden a motorcycle, you probably felt a combination of those three things, right? Unfamiliar, uncomfortable, and scary, but also exhilarating and exciting, right? That is what this new chapter is gonna be full of, full of some discomfort and some negative emotion. Just acknowledge that this is not a warning sign that you're doing something wrong. It is an indicator of growth. Every time we stretch ourselves, we get a little bit uncomfortable, but welcome it in. And you don't have to jump into it with both feet. You can just dabble in a little bit. You can just think, you know what? This month, maybe I'm not ready to go to a networking event with a bunch of other professionals, but maybe I'm open to taking this class in the privacy of my own home in front of my computer. Or maybe I have the courage to hire a coach who can talk me through some of these fears and some of this discomfort. Whatever it is, try something. Open yourself up to these opportunities for growing, okay? Lean in, take that space for yourself. Honor this new chapter for yourself and embrace it. It's going to be so much fun. Also, don't forget to pay attention to the stories you're telling yourself. These will come up. Your survival brain will start saying, stop doing this. It's uncomfortable. It feels bad. Don't you remember? You're not artistic. Don't you remember? You don't know anything about business. Listen to those and then respond to your brain. It's okay. I don't have to be good at anything yet. I'm just trying something new. And then finally, just be prepared for this amazing life that God is going to help you create. Okay, friends, I will talk to you next week. Take care. Are you looking for even more wisdom and encouragement to burn brightly? 
Click the link in the show notes to download the free starter guide to building a business of your own or to schedule a free coaching call with me. And if you loved this episode, don't forget to share it with a friend who might be feeling the call to burn a little brighter. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you next week.